friends. Welcome to episode 58 of C3 Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. I'm River Kane, and guess who has joined us tonight? Uh, Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) (laughs) No, although that would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? It would be fun. Uh, so Ren is here with us. How have you been? Yes, I'm Ren Graves. I've been okay. I feel like if anybody has been listening recently, they'll be like, who the heck is this? Because <laughs> I have not been on. It's been a long time. It's been a very long time. Like I don't, I can't, remember, I can't even think off the top of my head when the last time I sat down to podcast was. Y'all, I'm so excited that she's here. I, I, I try my best on my own, but we are much better together. (laughs) So before we get started, well, uh, today we're going to talk about weather magic. That is what we're going to talk about. And I don't know that Ren has even had a chance to look at my notes for anything. So she's just not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I am not even going to sugarcoat it. Like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. No, I have no clue. (laughs) So she'll just, you know, talk at me and make comments on my comments and probably give me hell, but that's okay. (laughs) So first and most importantly, what are we drinking today? What are you drinking? Well, I've had a very long day at work. Oh, scratch that. I've had a very long month (laughs) at work. (laughs) Um, And so I'm having a nice glass of Moscato. Very nice. What about you? I've been playing with cocktails today. I've been a little grumpy today and it's cloudy and kind of rainy, which is par for the course in the South in the summer, you get thunderstorms at night, which I love thunderstorms, but it's been kind of gray. So I'm gloomy and I wanted something black, like my mood. So Mm -hmm. I came with up with a drink that I'm calling the black cat. It is black vodka, which I always have on hand because of Halloween. And you mix it with Chambord, which is that raspberry liqueur. And you put it into a shaker with ice so that it's nice and cold. And you shake it up and you strain it into a glass. And it's quite lovely. It's black like my soul. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very good. It is very good and very strong because it's all all alcohol. It's vodka and more alcohol. So, And I've been drinking for a little bit. So if y'all could see me, my face is like purple. (laughs) But anyway, okay. So on to the topic at hand, we're going to talk about weather magic. And there are so many things to talk about with weather magic. It can be magic that actually controls the weather or magic that uses the forces of the weather. Um, It can also be used for divination. And we'll get into that. So First, as you know, we like to do, we're going to talk about the history. Mm -hmm. So in the past, it's no wonder that weather magic was a thing. Our ancestors relied on the weather for rain for the crops, the sun to help the crops grow. A drought could mean hard times and even death way back, way back when. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, many of today's folk customs are rooted in our agricultural past, which makes sense because an ability to foretell or change the weather might be considered a super valuable skill. So according to Learned Religions, which, as you know, is one of our favorite sites to go to, (laughs) but, you know, y'all really should check out their site. They are 
I think, the experts on all kinds of things. But they had a really great article about the historical uses of weather magic. So in the past, dowsing was a thing. I mean, dowsing is still a thing now. But in the past, dowsing, well, let's first talk about what dowsing is. Dowsing is the ability to find a water source in a previously unknown area by means of divination. Mm -hmm. So in many parts of Europe, professional dowsers were actually hired to locate new places to dig wells. And this was typically done with the use of a forked stick. And y'all, I learned this in Girl Scouts. I don't know. Were you a Girl Scout? No, no, (laughs) No, that's lame. (laughs) I was a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts are, I I think it was, it's very important for girls to acknowledge their own power. Let me correct myself. It's not lame unless if your name is River Kane, then it's lame. (laughs) Wow. Can we just go back to me podcasting by myself? My goodness. (sighs) Mm. Yeah. Okay, so actually, I learned how to do this in in Girl Scouts, which is kind of a weird thing, but I did grow up in the South, so I don't know. But anyway, so it was either done with a forked stick, and it's kind of like like a Y, and you the both hands would hold on to the edges of the Y, and then the pointy end would be in front of you, and you'd walk around, and the st- the the stick would start to like quiver if there was water to be found. Oh, and it's also sometimes done with a copper rod. So you hold Hmm. the stick out in front of you and you walk around until it begins to do this quivering vibration thing. And the vibrations would signal that there's a presence of water beneath the ground. And this is where they knew it was you. That's where you dig your well. That's where the water is. Mm -hmm. So during the Middle Ages, this was a popular technique for locating new springs to use as wells. But of course, as all things, witchy, it became associated with the negative connotations of sorcery. And so Mm -hmm. by the 17th century, it was outlawed because of its connection to the quote devil. So actually it's still used in rural areas. Obviously I learned it when I was a Girl Scout as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are actually some people that still rely on dowsing to find water because the other ways to do what are so expensive, you know, there's There are technical scientific ways to try to find water, but even those ways can be wrong. And so you spend thousands of dollars to to dig and dig and dig, and there's no water there. So some people still, farmers and whatnot, and even companies still use this dowsing as a way to find water. I want to go back to those copper rod things. Yeah, I don't know. I I always when I when I did it in Girl Scouts, we did it with the stick. And and I tell you, you guys, it's a thing. We would walk around. I could feel it. It it actually moves. Hmm. It's it's a thing. I promise. I've never yeah, I've never done this, and I've never even like heard of it. And the only thing with like when you said uh, copper rods, it made me think. Honestly, it made me think of you know like those uh, where you talk to spirits or other other quote-unquote things entities whatever. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. with those rods and you have to hold it very still and it opens for yes and closes for no or vice versa yeah copper is a thing too it's a yeah, that's, we'll have that's to do it, when we talk about elements and whatnot we'll have to 
well, it's not an element, but well, I I've been drinking. So, but copper is, it, it is, it's a magical thing. So mm-hmm. we might it's, have it's, to. Is copper not an element? Oh, I don't know. You're the scientist. I, I, I don't thought know. it was an element. I thought it was. It probably uh, is. Is that on the elemental? I think so. Cause copper, copper. Isn't Our listeners it? are going, Ooh. oh my God, what is wrong with these girls? <laughs> Listen, I've had a long day. You've had a long day. <laughs> I had a long day and I've had several drinks. So we'll just, we'll blame it on the alcohol. Okay. So I'll, also, harvesting predictions was a thing. So fertility rituals, and we've talked about fertility rituals before, mm-hmm. uh, they were conducted to ensure strong and healthy harvest. So like the maypole, which we've talked about, and Beltane, you use the maypole as a way to uh, ensure the fertility of the crops, as well as the fertility of the women. Mm-hmm. In other cases, farmers use divination to determine whether the grain season was going to be successful. They would put a few kernels of corn on a hot iron. And of course, they pop around. That's how you make popcorn. Mm-hmm. And the behavior of how the kernels acted would indicate whether or not the price of grain would go up or down in the fall. Mm. And then also in the Middle Ages, Valentine's Day was the best day for a blood sacrifice. In case you're wondering, this of was course. the time. <laughs> <laughs> this was the time of, that the Earth was revitalizing itself from winter, getting ready for summer, and a ritual sacrifice would ensure a good crop for the oncoming um, uh, upcoming season. Hmm. I feel like there's like a good joke in there. Valentine's Day, sacrifice, sacrifice, <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah, the sacrifice oh, oh, oh. of love. Oh, she's got yeah, a joke. You're, you're taking my heart too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Ren, um, we have missed you. <laughs> I'm also like kind of like exhausted. So my brain is on like a, you know, like a that different loopy, level. Yeah. 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 So fertility is not just a big symbol for the upcoming harvest, but for women as well. So in Slovakia, they gather willow um, whips, and those are called pomlazkas, and they're decorated with ribbons, and they're used on Easter Monday to whip good health into beautiful women. Right, (laughs) right. The freshness of the willow passes to the girls who are beaten about the legs with them and then guaranteed health. You beat the shit out of these poor little girls and there's, oh, y'all are going to be healthy now. I was going to make a joke. The whips (laughs) need to go to Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Also in Slovakia, when... Mm -hmm you're not being beaten by these whips. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. The women may also experience a drenching and that's when girls who answer the door get a bucket of water thrown on them. Hmm. I'd I'd honestly rather have the cold water thrown on me than be whipped about my legs with willows. That's very true. That's very true. In Thailand, the royal plowing ceremonies, I think it still takes place each year. You have two sacred oxen, 
that plow a furrow under the watchful eye of the monarch or some other member of the royal family. And then someone from the Ministry of Agriculture serving as the Lord of the ceremony, they lead the oxen. And then behind the oxen and this leader person come women who scatter seed from gold and silver baskets. And they blow on conch shells and they chant prayers. And then the oxen are offered these bowls of various seeds and water, as well as liquor. That's my kind of bowl. (laughs) And um, depending on which of these bowls that they're offered that they eat from will predict the upcoming harvest. Oh, And then after the ceremony, the crowd scurries on and they gather these seeds because they're supposed to be lucky. And then also on Twelfth Night, which is traditionally the end of Christmas, you know, the 12 12 days of Christmas, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. people in parts of England can be found singing to apple trees. These people, called wassailers, are singing to wake up the apple trees for the coming summer in hopes of a good harvest. A wassail king and queen lead the procession to the orchard. And then a punch or wassail is made with the last year's cider. And then toast is dipped in last year's cider, which the queen hangs from the trees. And they do this to appease any spirits that might be living there and to encourage the trees and show them how well they did last year so that this year's harvest would be just as good. Hmm. Hmm. You know, honestly, when you said that they dipped the bread into the cider, I, my first thought wasn't that they were going to hang it in the trees. <laughs> my fat ass was like, yeah, I'll eat it. <laughs> I'll eat it. That's going to be good. Yeah, yum. <laughs> so then there is also in historical uses of weather magic, weather predictions. So think of the, you've probably heard this little ditty. Red sky at night, sailors delight. Red sky in the morning, sailors take warning. Oh, you know what? I had never heard that before until recently. When did you hear it? TikTok. <laughs> really? Oh, TikTok's the thing, man. Yeah, it was, um, or maybe was it the show I just recently finished? Was it in the show? You know the show I was just watching, Mass Midnight, oh, Midnight, Midnight Mass? Mass? Was it in that one or did what, did I just like combine the two know. it's been a while since i've watched that one it was pretty good i just wasn't it, it great i yeah, love it, that one it took me a it took there was only seven episodes but it took me literally like three months to finish it i just finished the newest season of the umbrella academy Ooh, i've only seen i like, love that show yeah i've only seen a couple episodes but klaus is my favorite character of all time klaus yeah I don't know who that is. Oh my God. See the dead. And he, he is just a lovely, lovely. I love, I just I think love I, him. I think I watched the first season, but then I never watched the second. I, I we just the first finished a long time ago. We watched all of season two again. Cause I was so, I couldn't remember. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we watched all of season two and just finished all of season three and they're mm. negotiating for a season four. So keep your fingers oh, crossed. Okay. I really hope so. It's fantastic. Okay. Love but it. Regardless, I had, I have, I had 
I have never heard of that saying until recently. It's a sailor thing, you know, and you got to think that sailors back in the day had to rely on that kind of thing because every time you set sail, you didn't know if you were going to die in a storm or not. They weren't like the boats we had today. Yeah. Yeah. And then remember rain, rain, go away, Mm -hmm. come again, Mm -hmm. another day. That's a charm to send rain away. And yeah, did but, you know, did you know? Okay, okay. I have, I have okay. A, did you know? <laughs> it was thought that if you sang that song poorly, that it would bring more rain. So you needed to make sure that you had someone who could actually sing, unlike me, obviously. Oh, yeah, no, no, um, no. <laughs> who could sing this in, in the beautiful voice to cast this charm to actually make it work. Hmm. I used to, I used to sing that when I was little, but it never worked. Which means, therefore, I sing terribly. <laughs> well, we all know I do because I just sang it and it was awful. <laughs> uh, it wasn't too bad. So reading the skies for portents of weather was obviously a valuable skill. And my grandfather was actually a weatherman for the government back in the day. And that mm. was before there were all these computer models that, you know, they all come on the news and they're like, oh, the com- computer models say it's going to blah, blah, blah. This was before that. There were no such thing as computers when my grandpa was little, when he was young. And he worked for the government. So the president would call him and say, I have to give an outdoor speech and I want it to be sunny. You better tell me if it's going to be sunny. And he had to be able to go out and read those signs to tell the president of the United States, yep, it's going to be great. You can go out and give your speech. Isn't that crazy? Because I don't think weatherman today can do that. No, I don't think so. I can't even comprehend being able to do that. Like, I know (laughs) I'm like, you know, uh, you probably, I don't know if you've seen this, the Mean Girls movie where when she touched touched her boobs, she'd be like, I can can predict the weather. And it was outside and she was like, it was at the end and she's like touching her boobs and it was pouring rain. She goes, I think it's a hundred percent chance it's raining. (laughs) I don't remember that. I've only seen it once and it's been a while. That would be me. Like, I'd be like, I know it's raining because it's raining. I know, right? I think that's what weathermen today do. That whole computer thing is not the same as reaching into our roots. As I said, you know, that was my my father's father. So, Mm -hmm. and I think my father's a witch too. So I'm telling you, witchcraft runs in this family. My grandfather could go out and predict the weather just by looking at the skies. And then my dad has like the ability to foretell the future. And that's where I think I got it from. Although he doesn't believe it. When you say, when you say that with weather, talking about weather, you Mm -hmm. know, in the, in the app, the weather app, and it says 50% chance of rain. It's not 50% chance of it to rain. It's 50% chance that it will hit you because it's a (laughs) hundred percent. I'm sorry. Isn't that it? Isn't aren't I right? I don't know. It's it's fifty percent chance that it'll rain where you are. Yeah, but it's a hundred percent chance that it'll rain. Like it's going to rain one hundred percent, but it's a fifty percent chance. Like let's say it's fifty percent chance to hit. I don't know. I read that 
in multiple places. And I was like, wow, I'm dumb. <laughs> Cause no, I was always you know, like, you're the scientist. I'm telling I mean, you, I don't know. No, Cause I was always like, yeah, it's a 25% chance. So 25% chance that it'll rain. No, it's a hundred percent chance that it'll rain. It's only a Just, 25% chance that it'll hit my area. I don't know. I mean, I feel like in the summer, especially, well, we live in Georgia. So here every day and Florida was like this too. I, I lived in Florida for a little bit when I was younger and there was always the, you know, the thunderclouds build and the, the chance mm-hmm. of rain is there, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to hit you here. You know, my mother, she lived in Hawaii and she said it would not be uncommon to have it rain in your front yard and not in your backyard. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that bizarre? I would like that. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That is so weird. Yeah. I like okay. that. More about the weather. So Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That is the notion of holding up this little fat rodent to <laughs> see if he can see a shadow. I mean, that's yeah. that's weird, yeah. right? I was gonna I was gonna bring up the groundhog when you were talking about the bulls eating the was it the bulls? eating what picking bowls? the seed the seed oh picking the after seed. the bowls yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i was gonna yeah. be like that's kind of like groundhogs you know because it's like I mean, if whatever whichever one they pick and then groundhog if it sees its shadow and not right i guess it, it is i guess there's no correlation between the two but it just made me think of it <laughs> <laughs> well you got this fat little dude oh and he's so they're so cute i love the groundhogs there's one in the north the phil Punk, punk, satali, Phil, punk, something, mm. Phil. And then no down clue. here in the South, it's General Lee. And, you know, is General they- Lee, like, didn't our groundhog just die? And Did they brought he? in a new one. <gasps> I thought so. I thought I read something about oh, it. And they no. kind of like, I thought they didn't like present that it died because they didn't want people to be upset. And then they just replaced it with a new one. <laughs> oh, no. Is he General Lee, too? Yeah. <laughs> is that going to be, it's like Uga with the UGA, Uga, you know, Uga one and Uga two and Uga three. It just goes on I don't on really forever. follow UGA stuff. Oh, that's sacrilege. <laughs> oh, not really. I mean, if you want me to, I can like, I'm more into Valdosta. I'm more into Valdosta. Scad in Savannah. I'm more uh, into... okay. I can see Scad in Savannah. What is in Valdosta? Nothing. I'm just trying well, to not try. They have they triangulate have triangulate our location. <laughs> Valdalia, Valdosta. I guess so. Oh no, I and guess then... that is Valdalia. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and okay. Georgia Tech. I'm not even going to bring up Georgia <laughs> no, Tech. No, let's not. No, no. Or Georgia West. No, no. Or Clemson. I just know it's not in Georgia. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? Okay. Uh, Groundhog Day. We are moving on. What about Tennessee? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's even worse. In England, there is an old folk tradition that if the weather is fine and clear on Candlemas, then cold and stormy weather will remain for the remaining weeks of winter. Hmm. And Scotland Highlanders had a tradition of pounding the ground with a stick until the serpent emerged, so snakes. And the snake's behavior would give them a good idea of how much frost was left in the season. Well, damn, I feel like the the serpent would be grumpy if it was woken up by 
banging on the ground. Don't they hibernate or something? Okay. I'm showing my ignorance. I don't know. No, no, no. Did you also know that hibernation isn't just like, 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 let's say bears hibernate. It's Mm -hmm. not just a bear going to sleep for that long. What is it? Um, I wish I, I could I learned tell you, that from the Bernstein bears. Okay. Yeah, I, I wish I could tell you, I think they just stay awake. Like they just, they don't go to sleep. Like they just kind of like burrow away in a warm area, but they don't, they don't sleep the whole time. Huh? I don't know. I didn't know that unless if I'm misinformed, but uh, you know, I grew up thinking, oh, okay, they're going to go for the, they're going to, they're getting, they're preparing for the long sleep, but that's yeah. not actually how it works. I don't think. Okay. We're going to have to research this, you know, as witches, we should know nature stuff. So we should, we need to research that. Yeah. So in Appalachia, there's a legend that if the cows are lying down in their fields, it means that rain is on the way. Oh, I've heard that one. And there are also stories that if a rooster crows in the middle of the night, it is a foretelling of rain the next day. If dogs <laughs> run around in circle, oh, you're back to the crap, the, the, the rooster. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it. Uh, when, when you said rooster, my mind went straight to crow for some reason, not a rooster. So I'm over here, like picturing a crow caw, caw, in the middle of the night. And I'm like, why would it be doing that? <laughs> no, no. If a rooster does its thing in the middle of the night. Yeah, it it clicked a little bit later after he said it. (laughs) Also, it is said that if birds build their nests closer to the ground than usual, a hard winter is on its way. Oh. And then Native American tribes had rituals that were credited with controlling the weather. Remember the rain dances? Have you ever heard of rain dances? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they would do the rain dances to help bring the rain for the crops. And then in the 19th century, large groups of settlers often stopped what they were doing at a designated time and then would do this mass prayer, which, you know, is witchcraft, for rainfall. Mm. And there is a legend in northern England about magicians who were able to harness the wind. I've heard of this. The wind was imprisoned in a magical bag that was tied with intricate knots. And then you could unleash the wind to cause devastation to one's enemies, or you could release it into the sails of your ship if you needed to have your ship fly very quickly, that kind of thing. I think there's a lot to do with knot spells and the wind. We might have to look up that and do another episode on that. And then, of course, snow days. I I remember this as a kid. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you do, but those are are some of the most popular targets of weather folk magic. And some of these I had never heard of spoons under the pillow, pajamas worn inside out, ice cubes in the toilet bowl and plastic bags over your socks. Those are just a few of the legends that school kids have done for years in hopes of having the white snow blanket, the, the neighborhood. So they didn't have to go to school and take that test that was on you know, for the day. I vaguely remember hearing somewhere, I'm not sure where, about not wanting to go to school and have like hiding toy, like, I mean, putting ice cubes in a toilet bowl. I had never heard of that one. Like I, I, 
I think I heard that from a podcast that I listened to. Do you know what a tulpa is? No. A tulpa is something that comes to be because the the number of people, a number of people believe in it. And the more people that believe in it, the more real it becomes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this wishing for snow thing is something that all children, you know, all school age children are going to be wishing for this snow to come. Uh, and, and a tulpa comes to life because of the amount of, of people actually believing in it. Oh, okay. Then I do know what that is. I just didn't know the name of it. Yeah. Like shadow man that, that he's a tulpa. You've never heard of shadow man. Maybe. Uh, we'll have to do that as a different episode. The whole shadow man thing is very cool. And it's is it- thought, thought to have come about because so many people believed in it, that it became a real thing. Is it like shadow people? Um, You know, the, the man with the tall black hat that's supposed to be that you see in your bedroom. Okay. Oh. Y'all, we will okay. do an episode on this. Okay. All right. So weather magic today. Mm-hmm. So with today's science, we don't often have a need to change the weather. It's a minor inconvenience. Well, mostly. I mean, we do if we have we have irrigation if the weather's dry. We have heat when the weather's cold. You know, so it's not as big a deal as it used to be for our ancestors. Um, a weather witch today might use a bell. To silence thunderstorms, it's thought that a bell can overcome thunder. I had never heard that before. I thought that's interesting, which I didn't either. I actually love storms. I love storms. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I just pulled up the notes because I'm reading along and Mm -hmm. I read it wrong. And I thought it said a weather witch might use a silent bell or a silent bell. <laughs> what and I was is a like, silent bell? I, I was you know full on ready to have that conversation. That might like, be a what? thing. What? I was that like, what thing. is a silent bell? But no, I read it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wind chimes are like bells, kind of. They, Ooh, they love wind chimes. warn of a storm. I mean, obviously the wind picks up before the storm mm-hmm. comes and wind chimes will will ring. I, I love wind chimes too. Mm-hmm. You can use a broom to stir the wind, yellow flower petals to bring the sun, and wood as protection from lightning, Mm -hmm. which don't you stand underneath a tree and have a higher chance of getting struck by lightning? Well, it's just with the height. It's Mm. things that are higher, like tall, Mm. you know, the lightning will strike things that are tall. So what if you lay down on the ground under a tree? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, don't know I think either. I think the tree in this situation is the problem. But if you just lay down in a field, I don't know. I don't know either. Hmm. You can use a weather vane for when it matters what direction the wind comes for a particular spell. And, you know, why not get a weather vane that represents your interest? They've got all kinds of weather vanes out there. They've got, you know, actual witch figures. They've got stars they've got all so many to choose from i i looked on etsy and there are some really cool ones there Hmm. so yeah invest in a weather vane if you need to practice weather magic and know where the wind is coming from and then storms of course i i love actually casting spells in storms that 
the energy just kind of sizzles around you. It makes it a perfect time to gather that energy and cast mm-hmm. strong spells. It's super strong at that time, mm-hmm. I think. The electricity in the air seems to activate the magic around me. So I love harness harnessing that kind of magic mm-hmm. and the energy for casting my spells. Yeah. I would say for me with storms, like I love storms. I feel like instead of casting spells for me, I just sit outside and I, I myself take in the, it the revitalizes energy. Yeah. you. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can see that. And then there's sun magic, which we might've done an episode on sun magic. I'm not sure. But calling down the sun is a great way to capture the energy of the sun for using spell casting. I actually make hand-painted compact mirrors, which I sell on my Etsy store. I'll tell you all about that later. Um, it, it has double mirrors inside. So when you call down the sun and you close it, it helps capture that energy. It can't go anywhere because two mirrors facing each other are amazing. I mean, it, it just harnesses that that energy Mm -hmm. so and then you can carry it around with you in your purse or pocket or whatever until you need it i think we have enough sun in georgia right now so no thank you (laughs) we do well today was gloomy i wasn't very happy with it today was not gloomy where i am and it was so freaking hot and i run around outside and i sweated through my pants (laughs) there's a thing with sun magic too i mean with heat magic too um, I but don't want to do anything with heat. No, thank with you. Sun, you can make sun water, just like we make moon water. You can make mm. sun water. You fill a glass jar with some kind of spring water or whatever, and you set it out in the sun to absorb the natural light, mm-hmm. which is particularly useful for spell items if, that you, if you want to uh, cast something that has to do with happiness or creativity or definitely to dispel darkness could it also be used for the intent of you hate the sun so you leave it out in the sun to boil your potion or spell (laughs) i suppose if you left out a small enough amount for it to dry completely out it might depends on what your intent is yeah yeah i'm just saying right now the sun is not my favorite and i really feel the power of the moon especially like the moon is what I vibe with. I mean, for sure. In the summer, the moon, because it's still hot outside at mm-hmm. nighttime mm-hmm. and you can go outside and you can feel the radiance of the moon. I, I'm with you there, girl. I, I don't I, know. I, I agree. I just have had a bad summer with the, with the <laughs> sun. So I'm just like, well, okay, you've been sun, running around everywhere. Away. I've been telling I people. I, I mean, get it's, to. 100, 105 degree feels like outside and you're having yeah. to run around outside. And yeah, it. just yeah. Awful. It's, it's not great. And uh, I'm hating the sun right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the opposite end where my job makes me be inside. And of course, it's freezing cold because the air conditioning and I can't wait to get outside to like warm up my bones. I get so cold with that air mm-hmm. conditioning. Mm-hmm. That's not me. I'm sweating. You're the other way around. Seven. <laughs> uh, you could put a piece of citrine, a few drops of lemon essential oil, or a handful of sunflower petals into the water that you're wanting to make sun water with. Mm-hmm. What you do with the water is up to you. You can put it in your on your altar. Um, it's a symbol of divine masculine. 
You can pour it into your bath water to brighten your mood, which I was gloomy today. So mm-hmm. I, if I had sun water, a nice bath with sun water today might be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can choo- you can choose to include other items that are associated with the sun into your sun water. You can use the sun's energy to charge and cleanse your tools. It actually is very strong. I mean, feel how hot it can be outside sometimes. It's no wonder that it has the power to cleanse, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can draw the energy of the sun into your life. You You can set up a sun altar, you know, choose a spot out in the sun with natural light, lots of solar symbolism. Gold glitter is actually a really great sun symbol, which I'm not allowed to have in my house anymore. I, 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 the glitter gets everywhere. Yeah. Glitter is disgusting. It is not. <laughs> I like to play with it. My husband's like, you're not allowed to have any. Anymore. It gets in every crevice That's what of he your says. house. I just, and I, no, Whatever. no, you'll, you'll find yourself sitting on the toilet and you'll go to wipe and there's glitter. Yeah. So no, magical. you, don't, you yeah. don't want glitter in your butt. That's disgusting. Glitter in your hoo-ha. It's magical. No, no glitter. <laughs> no glitter. You could use a yellow altar cloth, uh, maybe a bowl of oranges or a, a bowl of lemons or a vase of sunflowers, you know, other yellow items is a great adornment for your sun altar. And then what we were talking about, heat energy. You know how you can, sometimes people show all these videos on TikTok or whatever, where they crack eggs and cook Mm -hmm. eggs on their cars during the heat wave. Mm -hmm. That same energy can be harnessed for spell casting. You can actually see it rippling up off the ground and off cars. I mean, I think, have you not ever seen that? Yeah, I have. yeah, Yeah, that's, that's energy and it's right around us and you can harness that to cast spells with. Mm-hmm. Did you know that in 2003, there was a heat wave so intense that it turned grapes into raisins before they were even picked from the vine? Wow. Isn't that crazy? And I feel I, like this year is one of those years. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say 2003 doesn't have anything on 2022. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to rain magic, which cools everything down a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Using rainwater is actually very common in casting spells. Uh, Water is drawn, you know, think about what we all learned in science. Water is drawn from the Earth's surface. It goes up and forms clouds. And then when the clouds get full, it rains back down again. So actually, rain embodies all of the, well, not all of the elements, but three of the elements, earth, air, and water. Mm -hmm. Did you know that the fastest raindrop that can hit you is 18 miles per hour? Hmm. Okay. So I, I read that and I'm like, well, wait a minute. So what if the rain is being blown by a category five hurricane? Mm hmm. Those are a whole lot more than 18 miles per hour. Wouldn't it hit you at the speed of the wind? Well, does uh, the fastest speed a raindrop can hit you is 18 miles per, per hour. Is that, um, that, I mean, when you take into account the normal, normalcy of rain, it just falls in a Straight vertical, down. 
direction, not talking about like hurricanes where it whips it like horizontally, yeah. you know, diagonally, you know. So I feel like that might just be if it falls normally. Yeah, that must be. That must be like for a windless type, or not a mm-hmm. storm, but like mm-hmm. rainfall. Yeah. So the fastest speed it can can drop is 18 miles per hour. Apparently how mm-hmm. they measured that Lord only knows. I don't know. <laughs> so rainwater can also be used to cleanse your magical tools. It can be used for purification of your magical circle, candles, ritual clothing. I mean, you can cleanse all of those things with rainwater. You can sprinkle yourself with rainwater and, or pour it into your bath for personal purification. And it's also safe to use when you're making herbal remedies, lotions, teas, and brews. So lightning storm rain, which represents fire, which is rain that's collected during a lightning storm, it has super energy. Mm -hmm. You can collect it directly from the sky and store it in a glass bottle, and it can be used to empower any spell. It can be used in your bath to re-energize you. It can aid in ritual, the ritual of cleansing and clearing your energies of getting rid of negativity by soaking in it. Mm-hmm. Did you know that actually every second on earth, 100 lightning bolts strike earth? Every second? like Every right second. Now? Like all over the earth, mm-hmm. there are 100 lightning bolts striking earth right now. And right now. And, that, and, right, and now. right now, and right and now, right now. and now, that's bizarre. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So windstorm rain, which is rain that's collected during a windstorm, like a tornado or a hurricane, you should store that in a glass bottle and it can be used to empower spells for moving things forward, which makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. You can like use it for letting go of the past, moving forward with your life, getting out of a really bad rut that you might be in, mm-hmm. or for helping a project move forward and getting beyond current blocks that you might have. You can do, there is tree and flower rain, which is like represents earth. And that's rain that's collected from trees or plants or flowers, you know, and the the rain falls on the earth and, you know, everything actually holds the earth element when it rains. I mean, Mm -hmm. rain is definitely because of the cycle. Um, But anyway, you can bring in a leaf or flower or branch that is drenched from the rain, put it on your altar. It holds that rain earth element, but don't keep any rain water for more than 60 days. It's energy is strongest within the first 60 days. Hmm. Then there's snow magic, which I think we didn't, we do an episode, I think on snow magic, winter I magic. Honestly, I can't remember what I ate for dinner yesterday. So I don't know. <laughs> I think we did. Y'all go check that one out. And then wind magic, not, not the wind rain, but the wind itself, the wind magic uses forces of the four winds to create changes. The power of the wind can give a tremendous intensity to your spell work. Each of the winds is associated with different aspects, depending on which way the wind is blowing. And so if it comes from the North, this is protection and security. Also, it's also actually known as the wind of death and change which that to me is the opposite of protection and security. 
Although mm-hmm. not necessarily. It you can cast spells from, with winds from the north for body growth, material gain, money, creativity, birth, death, silence, rocks, standing stones, crystals, jewels, metal, rich treasure, treasures, grounding, mystery, industry, possessions, prosperity, wisdom, runes, teaching, and practical wisdom. That's all, you know, so this is why you need a wind vane to tell you Mm -hmm. which way the wind is blowing from when you catch it. Mm-hmm. winds from the south generally are love spells it's common commonly associated with spells for love lust and passion south winds give us vitality and spell work for banishing jealousy and selfishness from the self should also be performed during this time you can use this wind from the south to add power to spells energy spirit heat and flame Blood healing, candle flames, sun eruptions, freedom, change, perceptions, sexuality, love, passion, learning, authority, strength, work, physical exercise, arts, creativity, faith, and power. Winds from the West are good for divination spells. It's often associated with healing. During these winds, practice cleansing and healing rituals. Intuition. Wow. I have really had a lot of these few drinks. Intuition. (laughs) Well, it's a Southern way to say that. Intuition (laughs) is the natural witch. uh, And the natural witch is is very strong during these winds from the West. So take advantage of this and practice spell work. That involves using your inner strength to its capacity. Spells for love, fertility, healing, and cleansing. Emotions, love, courage. I already said love. Daring, sorrow, (laughs) um, plant smell, pleasure, friendship, marriage, happiness, sleep, dreams, reflection, the power to dare and cleanse things, and security. Hmm. Winds from the east are generally abundance. Spells for new beginnings and creation. The mind, all mental, intuitive, and psychic work. Knowledge, abstract learning. Spells for new beginnings, creation. The mind, all mental, intuitive, and psychic work. Knowledge, abstract learning. Wind and breath. Inspiration. Hearing. Harmony. Herbal knowledge. Plant growth. Finding lost things. I could really use a lot of wind from the east. (laughs) Telepathy and memory. Interesting. Yeah. And then this was one I had never heard of before. Rainbow magic. Okay. So rainbow magic is magic that involves either actual rainbows or items charged or gathered in the presence of rainbows. Oh. A rainbow witch is someone who's practiced practice is quite eclectic and who embraces the joys, magic, properties, importance, inspiration, and beauty of all manner of colors, including their connection to healing and nature. Hmm. Some faiths and cultures see rainbows as a bridge between the worlds of heaven and earth or life and death. 
passing through a rainbow, like if you're driving and you pass through a rainbow, or if you're swimming and there's a rainbow that comes down where you are, if a rainbow is like reflected on the water surface when you're swimming, Mm -hmm. this might increase your spiritual awareness, your personal injury, and yourself, your connection of yourself to the divine. Mm -hmm. If you gather rainwater during a rainbow, you can use it for a wide variety of magical purposes. You can store it just like you would any other magical water and label it so you don't forget that this is rainbow water. Yeah. Uh, the presence of rainbows can be a great time to set your intentions. Uh, you can say or chant prayers or chants. Um, give thanks, connect with the fairies. Rainbows have a lot to do with the fae. Uh, receive messages or signs from spiritual guides. Mm. So that's really all I have today on weather magic. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably do some, or we will probably do some more episodes going into more depth on different types of weather magic, mm-hmm. but I hope you, I hope you all enjoyed it. So come check out our website, www.c3podcast.com. I just updated it today. There are links cool. to our social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, not sure what else. Come check out my Etsy store for all kinds of witchy items. It is www.batsandbobblesinc.etsy.com. If you like our show, please support us so that we can keep it up. Visit our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash C3 Witchy Podcast. Any amount you donate will help us tremendously. And thank you so much for our existing patrons. We have not forgotten about you. We love you guys. We can't do this without you guys. I am working on more patron exclusive stuff. I'm going to do an episode uh, talking about witchy uh, TV shows to watch. That'll just be for our patrons. So thank you you guys so much for listening. Stay witchy and we'll be back. I do want to add one thing. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I know that this is coming out on the first. And so I just want to say, don't forget to bless your home and your do- entry doorway with cinnamon. Definitely. Oh, and mm-hmm. our, our new um, newsletter is coming out. It'll go out to our subscribers in the morning at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Love you guys. Thank you all so much for listening and boo bitches. Yeah, we'll be back. Well, maybe.